this is Benny Bloss, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show, best one out there. This is Alex Martin, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Welcome to the Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. Oh, what's up, everybody? We are back. Another episode of the Moto X Pod Show tonight, brought to you by Cherubies USA, Guys know it all already. Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfect, look great, and last. Cherubies has what you need. So visit CherubiesUSA.com today for their full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer. And don't forget to let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Race Tech is on board. My suspension shipped out yesterday. It will be here tomorrow for Blue Crew. And Race Tech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Race Tech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed. And, Scotty, they're made right here in the USA. America. America. Also, Race Tech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. So visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Fly Racing on board. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been developing and innovating this gear lines with riders like... Justin Brayton, Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Damon Bradshaw, Justin, I said Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, Jaleek Swole, many more. Check out your local dealership and ask for Fly Racing uh, with their list of products offered by WPS. X-Brand Goggles, the new Lucid is out. This is the Lucid, the X-Brand Lucid whole shot conversation. We're about to have that anyway. This is actually the sponsor. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Works Connection on board. With products like the Industry Standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Customized Master Cylinder Covers, and much more. It's hard to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. Promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save. Eric reached out the other day and somebody actually used the code, which oh I was God. excited for, <laughs> but I was like, okay, so that means only one. One. <laughs> one. Come on, guys. Do you not need a whole shot device or a clutch perch, an Elite Clutch Perch? Get them today. Hell, you can get a master cylinder cover with the Moto X-Pod logo on it and support us. Yeah. Do it. Do it now. Pause the show. Do it while you're listening. <laughs> right now. Right now. Yeah. Do it. And, and you can't even blame it on I me. I've actually, been, I've actually been doing my job. I've been promoting yeah, you these been. things. I've noticed some. Yeah. I, that little accent that you sort of just made a joke of. Right now. Right now. I was up there in Minnesota this weekend, and my oh, friends, yeah? what, Cody and Jill, good time. She was talking about something. She said, "Do you need a bag? A bag? I said, "Bag? Yeah. <laughs> Those a bag? You got a soda you pop? In, you got a oh, soda yeah. pop she in the bag? Question, what do you call like soda? There's like br- dark, uh, well, dark cola. We, I was like Coke. Even Pepsi's are Coke. Yeah, we call them Coke or Dr Pepper. That's yeah, all. Yeah. yeah, or Sprite or whatever. Anyway, that was a fun conversation. She was pretty funny, and Cody, Cody's rad. Torque One Racing's on board with us. Our jerky." Moto X Pod 21 to save while uh, 
shopping at our jerky. She kind of gave you a little, y'all like your little flock of seagulls thing she's got, you got going on. That's pretty on messy. She didn't really give that to me. That's just the way it looks right now because I got out of the shower. Get <laughs> you some R jerky to snack on. Sizzling hot teriyaki, the uh, seven deuce deuce black pepper beef brisket. It's so good. Guys, graphics. If you need new graphics for your bike, you want to get your, your jerseys lettered. Graphics at bermlords.com. If you're looking for a custom kit to make your bike reflect you, then you need bermlords. Shock socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors helmets, uh, helmet painting, blood lubricants, the best oil, the Barracuda Bloodline with multiple weights, better protection, better performance, and it lasts longer as long as it's in your bike. As long as you tighten. Promo code Moto X. Power Band Racing for UWP guys, True Fusion Sports, and Grill Your Ass Off Seasoning. Promo code Moto X Pod to save tonight, episode 241. We got Aaron Plessinger coming in. Not coming in. That'd be awesome. Vic, coming way, on? way out of his way to come in studio here, but he's going to come on tonight. We visited a little bit uh, at the race the other night. Damon Bradshaw is going to join. That's going to be so awesome, dude. He's been doing all these adventure rides. I can't hear, wait to hear some of these stories about what he's been up to. And then privateer Zach Williams, his home race this weekend, had his best performance. Yeah. So we got a lot to talk about. What you been up to? Oh, man, just, you know, just, just doing my thing. Uh, just been hanging out, watching the probably the best race of the season. And you got to be there. Yeah, you know what? Funny thing is, I love being there, right? It's it's so much fun. But I was like, okay, I can't see what's going on. I can hear the crowd cheering on one side of the track, and I'm like, I can't see I feel see like Millville is pretty good about being able to see it, the whole thing. No, you can't see the whole thing. You can see a lot, but there's definitely spots you can't see the track. You can't see the rollers unless you go over to the rollers. It kind of it's kind of funny how you you, like, you you go to a Supercross race, and you see more than you ever would yeah, see yeah. on a broadcast. But when you go to the National, you're... You see everything that one spot has. You know? Yeah, and you, you see stuff that doesn't get on TV. You know, like, I mean, I saw Ansi's bike go just absolutely. I've never seen a bike flip that fast. And that yeah, far. I don't think they ever showed the actual bike Nobody flip. Nobody caught it, but yeah. I, I saw the aftermath as the bike was flipping down the it's, hill. I saw him sitting up. I never heard anything else. Yeah. Is, he, is he good? He says he's good. I texted him. He said, he, oh, you know, they, he's, uh, what, what was his quote? Um, more or less okay? More or less. Yeah. So, but that, that was, would be like top three worst spots ever in the history Dude, of motocross to go down the bike went so far i feel like the bike went 200 feet downhill yeah and then it went probably another 150 feet across like the creek and across the the open area i don't think it got into the crowd from the angle but it was real close if it well, didn't. At least he didn't at least we were making progress he didn't hit a suzuki rebar <laughs> true true but it was a lot of fun i i gotta give a shout out to Cody and Jilly, mm-hmm. who let me stay at their house, they actually stayed at the track Saturday night, and they're still like, oh, our house is open, just go, you know, and hung, so I got to sleep there before I went, uh, Jilly cut my hair, we kind of had a lot of fun making fun of each other with our accents, accents. Yeah. and so shout out to them, they were a lot of fun, Cody is just such a super fan of the sport, and he's a, he's a lot of fun, I met a lot of their friends, so good times hanging out at Millville this weekend. Uh, any questions? Uh, we had someone right said what happened to Lane Shaw. I didn't know anything happened to him. I didn't know anything happened to him either. Well, talked to him before the race and then never talked to him afterwards. Sorry guys, and not getting the scoop on yeah, that I one. Missed that scoop. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I did talk to him afterwards. Maybe it was right before the race. Yeah, I don't know. Let me text him. I'll find out. I didn't know something had happened. Yeah, I, I didn't either until I saw that. But yeah, it was it was an amazing race, right? I mean, the 450 race just unreal. You've gone back and watched the broadcast, I'm sure. Yes. Only the first two, mo- uh, the first motos. I, I just haven't had any time. Yeah. Well, 
If there's any noise in the background, by the way, uh, my shop is in process of getting concrete ready. It's the sound so of progress. There Don't is equipment running and uh, uh, chop saws going. So, yeah, if there's noise in the background, is what it is. I'm getting a shop built, damn it. But, uh, yeah, a lot of great racing. Like, just Eli and Chase are otherworldly right now. We're, Chase blew it away. Just kind of blew it in that Moto 1 with his old tip over. Like, he passed yeah. Eli back. Which yeah, I, I think he had that one. Yeah, I do, too. Um, did you get to, were you there at the, that podium area when they got back? No, I I actually, I usually do go over the podium, but I was with a lap to go every time I was going back to the media tent to watch the last lap on TV. So that I I was hoping to get, um, where they were finishing because I, I was losing track sort of at the, at the track and it was easier to go in there. Losing track of the track. Yeah, I was losing track. Of the track. And then, of course, timing and scoring was all screwed up. But no, I didn't go to the podium at all. Why do you ask? Because I haven't really watched any podium stuff whatsoever. Uh, well, um, at the at the end of it, like, he pulled his, they sit in that little chair and they water, they water down or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, like, spent looking. Like... Hey, uh, Chase. Uh, no, Eli. Oh, Eli. Oh, that's right. I didn't yeah. hear them talking and about now, that. Yeah. He didn't look like... Obviously, like those guys, like that's what they do. So he he didn't look like what you or I would have looked like. I'd have been, I'd have had that oxygen have, mask, yeah, and I yeah, wouldn't have finished. Yeah, I would have been in a, I'd have been in those woods somewhere. But anyway, so he, you could tell that, and he even said in the in the in the interview afterwards that it, that that was everything he had. Yeah, he talked about that on Pulse. Yeah, he did. Too, he did when DV wasn't interrupting. Yeah. <laughs> someone that, said someone said Scotty has David V beat as far as a ghost goes. Pulp was rough last night, is what they said. Yeah, I have to unravel the rap that show for the wrap up somehow, and I haven't gotten very far. So once we're done here tonight, I've got many hours of work to do. It was like and like I, I liked it for the most part. I think it was kind of in that category of too much of a good thing kind of thing. Yeah, I, I really enjoy D V. I really do. Like, he makes me laugh. There's a lot of stuff in my notes that are funny. Steve wants, like, a bunch of quotes from DV for noise, the noise uh, segment or uh, column in Racer X. And I'm like, there's just too much to even go through. Like, how am I supposed to even unravel everything? But it got frustrating. Like, with Eli, he didn't let Eli talk very much. There was moments where I feel like that he went probably two minutes with Eli not even talking. But that was a pretty good interview still. Yeah. But when it got to Mertz, it was... I, I didn't like it at all because I Mertz had points that I wanted to hear and DV just didn't care. He was refused. But we'll, I'm going to get into that tomorrow night. So that'll be that'll be the wrap-up tomorrow. Yeah. So, Tune in. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to, uh, to try oh, to and, uh, to... Someone said, don't text Lane. He's fine. I don't know what the... Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> he cool. was awesome. Nothing happened. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> all righty. Yeah. That was it. Cool. So anything else stand out to you from Millville, Spring Creek? I I think that's some good food at the track. Are we talking about the racing? Or are we talking? you can talk about the racing? racing. I was going to talk about the food, the steak uh, sandwich. You know the steak steak sandwich I, with, steak, with the soda steak pop sandwich and uh, the the homemade donuts. Homemade donuts. Donuts. Yeah. yeah, you do that way better than I do. Uh, I I, 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 I love I love Millville is my favorite track to watch. I mm-hmm. I would have gladly traded in my Glendale Arizona to go to this one for oh, sure. Really? Yeah. But I, mean, I don't know about that. But I'm a, I don't know. I had good. I had good at the super. I had a good time with Supercross. But anyways, I don't think I could deal with the heat out there. And you'd be going. You know how old he is. Oh my god. I would have been doing my. I would have been off doing my own thing. Little grasshopper sent off. You know. <laughs> uh, but I. So, I think that 
this kind of answers the question. It kind of answered the question that I was asking you last week in a, in a kind of a weird way. I was asking you, can Chase win without something happening to Eli? And even though he didn't beat him, he did go 2-2 and he lost, you know, he's five points back. I think that he showed that he can. And like those first couple of laps with Tomac, dude, like that was, that was, uh, we haven't seen anybody ride like that in a, in a, in a while. Like, yeah. those, those first three or four laps, like did that, it, it, that was insane. I, I was standing at the bottom of the downhill watching them come down. And there was a couple times where Eli would go to the outside and I was, he's not going to get stopped. There's no possible and, way. He I, can and I think Chase saw it yeah. and he was cause I, cause Tomac had that first moto you know, and he's like, Chase is going to get me and I don't know if I can pull it. So he, he just went and Chase was like, Oh, okay, let's go. And like that dude, like we haven't, when's the last time we've seen a race like that? You know, it's, it's been a long time. It was very impressive. It, like unreal to watch what they're doing. Some of the things, the way they're working the bikes and moving on the bikes, oh. just the downhill coming down that, that hill. It's, it's gotta be it's, close to 45 like, degrees. It, yeah. If not more, I, I don't it, remember what the grade is, but you, you cannot tell on TV. No, the, 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 what I I've watched it for so many years and I've, you know, you can kind of tell when you've been a rider, you can kind of tell some, you can see where like the TV is misleading. And when they come up Mount Martins Hill and they do that, that middle triple, like it was all doubles this time. or no, whatever, yeah, no it was that, double double now, but yeah, du- well, yeah, that little step up thing in the middle, like yeah, it's so steep that you can see like gravity and the natural force just like pushing, yeah. like stopping them. That's why when I rode there and there was a triple, like I wasn't scared because like you're really not, you're not going to overjump, falling it. very far, yeah, like you, you feel like it's like sixty or eighty feet long. You're really you're just meeting like, the yeah, dirt again, just, yeah. Like, you're just barely dropping back down because you're losing so much momentum, but it, yeah. Unreal. Again, a couple times I thought Eli was going to die. There's no way he would make the corner, and he just around the corner. Saw Derek Kelly almost see God in practice where he clipped going down the down Martin Hill. Oh, he, he clipped his foot. He clipped uh, the edge of the track, and oh. the bike swapped. Oh, right before there was like a, a little roller going into the corner. Yeah, and he swapped going into the roller, and that was uh, yeah, that was close. But did uh, you did you see uh, when when Eli? And Eli, I think it was right when he made the pass on Chase in the second moto. They were coming down Mount Martin, and his like they, he scrubbed the top of it, and oh, like his yeah, foot yeah. came off, and he was just like, "Well, he talked about that last night. Yeah, too. Yeah. That was one time. Yeah, he was like, "Ooh, the, the bike broke loose." The, yeah, with the scoop and yeah. What about you know I want Jet Hunter, all that stuff. We talk about that all the time. Max Volan is looking good. Yeah, he's coming around. He's feeling more comfortable. He's getting stronger. I know he did. He get he got third overall too, right? I don't know. I meant to print all that. I don't know, man. I don't. Yeah. Sorry, because he got third in that moto. You know what? The funny thing is, no, Shimoda got him at the end. I never saw official finalized results because I think they came out hours after I left the track. Oh wow! And then I haven't looked. It's I have been a hundred miles an hour since I left there. Drove an hour and a half back to uh, Jilly and Cody's. I was half asleep. I edited the videos for our YouTube real quick. I passed out. I was up at 3 a.m. to get on the plane, flew home. Yeah. As soon as I got home, I took a two-hour nap. I went and got Hendrix, my granddaughter, for a little bit. Tried to watch a couple of the motos and was, like, falling asleep. Yeah. And then I've been at work and pole plus night. So, yeah. You're you're almost there, man. Dude, tomorrow is the last day. You're on that last mile. And then Thursday is first day full-time at Vital. Yep. You're almost there, man. Yeah. 
So, yeah, unfortunately, I don't even actually know the official results. But Max, I'm very impressed with. Let's shift gears from that. Just stuff that people, maybe these people, maybe our listeners would like to hear this. So I get there, and I'm Friday, you know, and I'm busy around the track. And actually, this was Saturday. Saturday, I'm over at Star, and Duff, Duffy is helping bleed the brakes on Christian's bike. He's down there with the bottle, and one of the other guys is bleeding the, the lever. And I'm asking some questions, and um, the team man, <laughs> Coker, the team manager, the 450 team manager, slides the door open the rig and goes, Duff, pay attention to your brakes. Basically, like, you need to quit talking. Ooh. And I was like, oh, hey, sorry, Duff. And I, I left. And I was like, oh, crap. You know, I, and I had a vital T-shirt on. I had Lindsay bring me one. Oh, yeah. Him, Technically, Michael's not allowed at the truck, so and so, because he's. Burnt. Oh, is that at that truck? Yeah, at Star, because he's he's done some things they were a little bit upset with. I, I mean, I think it's kind of cleared up, but I was like, "Huh, I wonder if it's because I'm wearing the Vital shirt." Like, was he upset with me, or was he upset with Duff? And I never actually introduced myself to Coker in all these years. I, I know all the other guys just didn't know Coker. Yeah. So I, I did some other things, and I came back, and I went in the truck, and I was like, and I asked for Coker, and he came up. He goes, hey, man, I didn't even get a chance to ask him. He's like, I was not mad at you. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. I just wanted to make sure, like, you weren't, like, and everybody's making fun of me. Like, oh, you already got kicked out of Star. Yeah. You know, first day. Dude, yeah. Like, it was getting around the pits. Like, oh, yeah. Like, people knew. Steve knew. All these guys were like, oh, you already got kicked out. And Coker was like, no, man, it's good. You're fine. Welcome to Bottle. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's so bad. This is already happening. But that was a pretty funny story. I mean, I, in that exact scenario, in that exact instance, dude, it's so easy to get a bubble in one of those things. You look away for, you yeah, know, yeah. you blink wrong for a second. You got right. a bubble and like, sure. that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. I if he had been it. like a Justin Clutch lever, probably wouldn't have said anything. That's, well, he, what, Coker, he said, look. Something like that, he forgets to tighten it. You know, we have a problem. I, I can't chance can't, that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I get it. You don't have to explain it. I just want to make sure you didn't have a problem with me. And I know we never really met. So and he's like, no, no, you're cool. And then Christian walked by and was like, already getting kicked out. And Christian Gray was giving me shit. <laughs> I was like, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it kind of had me nervous there for a minute. And then the other thing that I kind of thought was funny was Talon Hawkins made his, for, his pro debut mm-hmm. for, for Rockstar Husky. And I've met him before out at uh, South Central he, last year. But it's been a long time. He doesn't remember. And I set him up for an interview. And I, I'm almost positive I called him Taylor Hawkins, which was the drummer of Foo Fighters who just passed away. Oh, okay. But I was, like, thinking Talon Taylor. Talon Taylor is uh, Talon, the producer, or the guy that answers the phones on Pulp. Yeah. So I just... I feel you were like just I got, all... You were all over yeah, the place. Yeah, I feel like I got it mixed up, and then I didn't think about it till later, and then I texted him. I was like, dude, I think I called you Taylor. He goes, oh, I didn't even notice if you did. No big deal, but lots of fun. Oh, Friday. Okay. Great interview at Muck Off. I was talking to Enzo Lopes. Phil walks up, and they just start mother-effing each other, making fun, and... You know, <laughs> F-bombs. and That doesn't all, sound like them. It was so great. No audio. I checked it. Dude. Listen, I admit I lost six interviews from Friday. I checked it every single time it was connected. So when I got back to Cody and Jilly's that night, I started messing with it. And that splitter, when you move it certain ways, it goes in and out. So it's something to do with the splitter. But Michael's given me a professional-grade camera mic's from now on. So this shouldn't happen again. Yeah. yeah. I was like almost broken hearted. That was, I know it's happened before, but 
That one was fantastic. You, and it seems to happen to you at the worst possible times. Well, that was a really good one. And I had a... Uh, I had a lot of good interviews that I just lost that day that were even better than probably Lakewood stuff. And, I, and it's I like was hurting, upset. And, and when you and when you do the math, when you think, okay, so you 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 pay all you know a portion of the show's sponsorship dollars to go do that, or Patreon supporters, Patreon supporters, Thank you, Patreon. yeah, Patreon shout out. Uh, you do all that, and then like you're there, and you really, I mean. Twelve interviews in a in a Friday or a Saturday, like that's that's a hard yeah. number to get. And then like half of those, like dude, that's well, like I'll tell you what, the video was that's tw- tough man. with before I really you know, I, I put them all in our in the software to edit, it was twenty eight minutes long. When I got what had audio, I think it was eight minutes long. Mm. So I lost twenty minutes. Yeah. Sucked. Mm. Rider D was good. Rider yeah. D killed it. His parents were, were like thankful. They're thank you for that interview. You did with Vital on him. That was like one of the best videos or best interviews he's ever done. So that was cool. Yeah. Met a lot of listeners, a lot of pulp listeners, a lot of people that look like our show. That was pretty cool. A lot of people, one one of our guys like, do you cool God me? He, he messaged me today. I was like, what do you mean? You were at Rockstar Husky. And I said, what's up, Dark Side? And you just walked by. Mm. I was like, You're such a I, dick, dude. I was like, it was not on purpose. I promise. God. I talked to so many people. Full time media guy, just gonna yeah, it's, just it's gonna, begun. Who was it? One of our was it one of our guys? Not one of our YouTube guys, yeah. no. But it, it's still just a great weekend. Good times. There's probably stuff I'm not remembering, but just had a lot of fun talking to everybody and being there. And um, you know, we're hopefully we'll be more. Yeah, soon. It, the the track didn't it didn't seem like everything was like not, nothing seemed real peaked out or the 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 whoops seemed about normal it, it yeah but it, it did it did provide for it was just they were just balls out racing it was awesome do you okay uh kind of back to the race a little a bit minutes, but go ahead um how percentage pie lap One. lapper for hunter lawrence percentage pie how much did that lapper like cost? 95 you think it was oh really yeah i mean he yeah it slowed him down tremendously it was in his way but yeah. he shouldn't have been following yeah he so that's you got to factor I that wonder, in the percentage. I wonder how much these guys look ahead. Like that's one of the things you're always taught as a kid when you're Dude, riding. Dude, it's like, hard. Look ahead. look ahead. If I'm if my eyesight the, is 15 feet above my bike, that's good for me. Well, that's because you're three feet tall. Oh my god! But Hunter is bigger than that, and like he's I'm closing. like the literal exact same size as Hunter. I don't I don't know that I buy that. How tall is? I'm not going to ask him questions like that. I don't know how tall he is. I don't know how old he is. You probably do know how old he is. I actually don't. I don't remember. The point is, though, I, I feel like you should. You got to be a little more aware of that, that you're coming up on this guy. You're going up to the top of the hill. You see that he's going to the outside. Then you've got to go inside. You know, I'm not in that position, but you have to be more aware than that. And sometimes the lappers just, like, they don't know where the, the fast guys are, but I still think you you need to be more, more aware. I think... So I'm going to say what I say ninety. I'll say ninety percent. The lapper caused the problem, but the other ten percent, Hunter should have been paying a little more attention. Maybe chose a different line. See, I feel Had like that should have a bigger. Line, I don't. I feel think like Jen that should have a bigger percentage. You got to know. I mean, like, well, it's still the lapper was in the way. The yeah, lapper, I mean, if, I, if I, the lapper didn't is, honor the, I'm not saying it was all ninety percent the lapper's fault. I'm saying it was ninety percent because of the lapper. Yeah, okay. That he's, okay. yeah, that's you know the lapper getting in the way was 90% of the reason, and then the other 10 is that he wasn't looking ahead, and he shouldn't have been there behind him like that to begin with. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with Aaron Plessinger.
What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then if you're looking for top quality hard parts you need to visit torque one racing torque one racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the moto x pod show find the flow with torque one racing handlebars levers shifters brake pedals and grips torque one racing is the title sponsor of the moto x pod show so support those who support us visit torqueoneracing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. All right, our first guest of the night is brought to you by Cherbies USA. For decades, Cherbies USA has been the leader in moto, plastic, and accessories. For products that fit perfect, look great, and last, Cherbies has what you need. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guards, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit CherbiesUSA.com. And tonight, Cherbies USA brings us our boy, Aaron Plessinger. What's up, AP? Hey, not much, man. Just hanging out with the fam. You know how it is. Yeah, I hear the I hear the kids in the background. You say they're about about bedtime, huh? Oh yeah, they're they're heading they're heading to uh, nighttime right now. Is that and, uh, is that mom and dad like that? That you can't wait for that that time, right? Like, I mean, it's great having the kids up, but once bedtime comes, it's like. <sighs> Oh yeah, it's 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 good having them up all day, but yeah, when eight o'clock rolls around, you're, you're definitely ready for it. <laughs> so, how how long do you and the wife stay up and hang out after the kids go to bed normally? Uh, it depends. It depends on uh, what what Alden has me doing the, oh, the next day. Right, right. Um, now, nah, usually, uh, I mean, ten thirty or eleven. Okay. Or 11. That's pretty pretty normal. Not bad. Watch maybe a little TV, snuggle a little bit. Oh yeah. 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 We uh watch our shows and uh kind of kind of just hang out. I uh, I mean sometimes I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll crank the Xbox up and, okay. and mob with the boys, but uh you know. <laughs> yeah. What 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 are a couple of your shows right now? What are you guys what's the go-to's? Um I think uh we actually just finished um, 
what's it called Stranger Things. Oh, oh so good. And, Me and my girl just finished that yep, too. So good. Oh, dude, it is so good. I, I, that's that's one of the only TV shows that I'll I'll sit down and, and actually watch. Um, we we did have a like when I was hurt, we we did have a couple um, couple like crime shows that we we yeah. watched, but uh, I kind of got away from those. And, and yeah, I'm 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 the only uh, I'm only watching Stranger Things now. Okay, <laughs> let me ask you this: So there's supposed to be one season left. Does Eleven survive? I hope so. <laughs> All right. I, mean, I don't think she does. I think she's gonna. I, I think she goes out, man. I think it's. I think she goes out. Oh, I, I have a. I have I, a Stranger Things theory. Okay, let's hear. It. So it'll look like Eleven's about to be done. Yeah. And Eddie will have supposedly. There's a theory that Eddie will join Vegna, but then at the very end, will like. Wow, you're a nerd. But I just saw it on like Instagram or something. But Dude. he will like he will turn against Vegna at the end, and that'll that'll save Eleven. Okay. Interesting. Good that stuff, though. That would be though. pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. I, my, Honestly. My favorite part, because I grew up you know, in the 80s, which is sort of based, a lot of 80s nostalgia, was seeing, um, man, I just blanked, the guy that played Freddy Krueger. Why am I? I can't think of his name. He was the the old man, it, the old guy that, uh, Vecna's dad or whatever. The that. Oh, that was Freddy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? Robert, Robert England. Yeah, he played the, the, you know, the guy that kind of lost his mind. Um yeah, and then in that same episode, they had a little Nightmare on Elm Street joke or whatever. So I thought that was pretty cool. That I, I kind of freaked out a little bit over that. Nah, that's pretty cool. That that is. Yeah, th- that was my error because I'm old. But let's get to some racing, man. Uh, currently eighth overall in points. Southwick was uh, probably your best race of the year with the podium. But I feel like, I mean, you've been kind of averaging right around that, you know, nine to ten, nine to eight, seven, seven. But I feel like you're riding better. Like things are coming along as we're getting midway through the season. Yeah, man. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm picking it up, uh, here and there, but it's just the starts, man. The starts are killing me. Um, I, uh, I, I definitely, I got off the gate really, really good. Um, at Southwick and, and you guys saw what I could do with yeah. it. But, um, dude, I found such a good flow on that track and I don't know what it was or like, why I was riding like that, but it was, it felt cool. And, uh, that's, that's how I want to ride. Um, that's how I should ride. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I haven't been able to really flow like that since high point, uh, second moto. And then, you know, I, I don't know, man. I just, I got to put it all together. I got to get those starts and, and I think that flow will, will come, but, uh, it's, I think it's definitely going to be a, a better back half of the season than front half, um, with the bike coming along uh, a little bit better and, uh, just overall fitness is, is there now. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So you talk about like the, the flow at Southwick and I know if you knew the answer to this, I mean, you'd, you'd be running up there with Eli and Chase, but what do you think it is when you say, okay, I find the flow here and the other days, maybe the flow's not there. Do you feel, can you tell like, all right, today the bike's off a little bit or today I'm off a little bit, or maybe it's mental or can you even put a, a, a finger on what you think it is in certain moments or is it just like, shit, I don't know what it is today. I just don't have it. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I can't really, I can't really pinpoint it, um, but I, I definitely know it's, it's not 
like a mental thing for mm-hmm. sure. I, I know I can run with those guys and, and when the time comes, I, I do it. It just, I, I don't know. It's, uh, I think it's just a little, a little bit of bike setup, and then, you know, just me not, not executing what I need to. Yeah. And, um, and then just, just kind of getting back there with the whole group of, you know, like third through ninth say, and we're all like, we're all pretty much the same speed, you know, like from third to ninth, it's like me, Anderson, Barsha, like Dungey. And, and it's, I feel like it's like whoever gets to start on whoever is going to beat them. Yeah. And like, like to, for example, this weekend, I started, I had a top 10 start in the first moto and was battling with Barsha for 35 minutes. And then, um, I ended up seventh. And then in the second moto, I got a 35th place start (laughs) and I, I came back to seventh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, It's just like, if you don't get the start on those guys, it's, it's just so hard to pass them because we're all, I don't know. We all have our you know, fast places on the track, but we're all pretty much like kind of that group is stagnant right now. Yeah. It's kind of even. And, and what sucks is like that maybe that there's fans who are like, Oh, well that guy's just not riding great. You know, AP's not riding great or whoever's not, you know, whoever's not riding great. And then you go, dude, it's literally like a thousandth of a second uh, hesitation on the gate or missing your shift by a hundredth or just clipping one roller and that hundredth of a second, every lap or whatever, and it, it puts you back four or five spots because, like you said, everybody's so equal. The smallest error or slip-up causes a spot or two. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. It's, it's, I mean, as 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 exciting as it is to, you know, <laughs> be at, like, that level with those guys, Yeah, it gets frustrating, man. <laughs> like, I can imagine. Just, like, you know, third one weekend, seventh one weekend, you know, eighth one weekend. It's, it's, uh, it's like, why be right there every time? But, you know, when you look at who you're battling, it's, it's, it's the best guys in the world. Yeah. And they all, and, they all feel exactly like that. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> they all feel like I should be beating Aaron and Aaron's like, I should be beating Ryan or whatever, you know? And, yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see it being frustrating. Definitely. <laughs> so Aaron, so we, we know you're at Alden's and we know that y'all are working y'all's butts off and you know, you've had your last two, last two results have been your best overalls of the season. So it's, it's, it's nice to see that hard work paying off. And I, I just kind of wanted to know what, what are you like in, in that in grind mode? What do you like when you're kind of like against adversity? Like what, what is, what is that Aaron Plessinger like? Uh, I'd like to think not too much different. Um, I mean, you know, definitely, I mean, I'm no different when I get off the bike. I know that I'm always, you know, cracking jokes, laughing me, me, RJ, um, Malcolm, we're always, we're always shooting the shit, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and, but I mean, on the bike, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little, it's a little different, you know, I, I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll come off, you know, best moto ever and, and all smiles. And then some days I'll come off just, 
you know, <laughs> not throwing stuff, but <laughs> wanting to throw stuff, you know, <laughs> that's hard to picture but, with you. Like, I don't see that. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, there's, there's been some, there's been some heated moments after, after a couple of motos, not, not at anybody else. just like myself, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, I, uh, uh I don't know. I, I just, I just really have the urge this year to, to just be up there and, and, and when I'm, when I'm not on my game, it, it just, it just pisses me off, man. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all the work I can. I, I know I'm in shape. I know I, I know I got everything dialed. Like why today am I this far off? Or like, why today am I feeling like this? And it's just, you know, little, little things when you're at that, that like gnarly, I guess, heart rate and, and your mm -hmm. adrenaline's pumping and, and everything's going, you're just like, I don't know. It, it just amplifies everything. And, and that happens with my emotions too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think that goes for most anybody, even, even guys like myself and Scotty here at amateur level, you, you get heated yeah. when, when your heart rate's up and yeah, you're, you're competing and you expect more. And I mean, we saw that last week with Hunter and styles, like Hunter kind of lost his mind yeah. I was like, well, it didn't seem like the hunter I know, you know, and then Styles was trying to apologize and Hunter was still just, he wasn't, in that moment, yeah, you're just you're kind of not really a human being yeah. anymore. You're just uh, <laughs> a bear. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it, it takes over you, you, your emotions. When it is at this level, your emotions can take over so easy and it's so, it's, it's so easy to let them overtake you yeah. pretty much. Let yeah. me ask you about Roger as a team manager. Like he... I think it was after Hangtown or one of the first couple rounds, he was quoted as saying, basically expecting more out of Ryan and, and even Cairoli. And like, you know, at KTM with him and Ian, it's basically win or it feels like from the outside, <laughs> win or failure. What's it like working with those guys? What are their reactions? You know, how, how are they when you, you know, you, you have a ninth place finish or can they see, Hey, you rode really well today and they're happy for you. Or is it always not good enough? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, they, they definitely, I think, um, at first I, I think that, that, uh, you know, we expected to, well, not me, I was coming off an injury, but, right. um, you know, we expected to be right there. Top three, you know, every race, like, like it's been in the past, you know? Sure. And, um, you know, it, it's, uh, we we kind of been struggling a little bit with bike setup and um i think they see that now and you know ian ian and raj have been so cool with me i, I don't know if it's just because i've i've come off injury and and getting back into it but um you know it's just their their kind of mentality for me right now is, is do the best you can every time you can go out there um and that's that's kind of all they uh all they expect really right now but um you know they the the goal is every time when we go out to you know get on that podium or or i mean win for sure yeah that's my goal but you know when you when you do get out there that's well, of course your best is is all you can do and and they understand that now 
That's good. Good. I, I, I kind of had that's kind of I got an extension of that question for one of mine is uh, what's been the the best Roger to Dungey quote you've heard? <laughs> <laughs> um, Roger to Dungey. I don't know. I I, I haven't uh, I haven't been around when Roger and Dunge uh, have been talking that much. Yeah. But I can tell you one thing. Roger was telling me story, some stories about the the, the old days, um, and my dude's got some funny stories. <laughs> I can tell you that, dude, from from way way back and uh, the. Can you give us one? The, the good days of the the good days of Supercross. I, well, I, I can tell you the 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 gist of one of them was they Daytona wouldn't rent super or yeah wouldn't rent the the moto guys any more cars because they would take them out onto the beach when you could drive on the beach <laughs> and they would see who could they would see who could go the furthest into the ocean with the <laughs> rental cars <laughs> and, and they said not they, very would, they wouldn't they wouldn't uh, rent anymore. They wouldn't rent any more cars to them because they, every time they came back, just either totaled yep. or yep. or just so beat up and battered that they they probably had to junk them. <laughs> that's awesome. I've heard some good stories like that. Salt yeah. water and cars does not. It's not just a good combo. Wrecking cars. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it, somebody was talking about Jeff Stanton that I interviewed somebody recently, and they're like, "Yeah, you never wanted to." rent a car like what going somewhere with Jeff Stanton because he would absolutely <laughs> take you out. Yeah. He, he did it on purpose. He loved it. I don't remember who that was. I just did an interview with him. I heard a good one where like there. they got pulled over and they were like, get out of the car. But Mitch couldn't get out of the car. Cause he's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, oh, no. yeah I, yeah. I didn't hear that one. on yeah, pulp. That, yeah. Yeah. That was good. Uh, yeah. So just talking about the team. Well, like you just kind of said, you know, you haven't really heard, um, Roger and and Ryan talk a lot, but what's the what's the vibe under the tent? Because you talk about being out at Aldens and having fun with RJ and Mookie, but then yeah, I feel like that team KTM's a little bit all business. Like I'm pretty tight with Talon and Max Volan, and they just yeah. hide in that corner. I'm like, why are you guys just <laughs> hiding away like you're the stepchild? It, it feels like I'm, I hate saying this, but I feel like it's the least fun tent to be under. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, me and Jade, we we have fun. Yeah, Jade's cool. Jade's cool. <laughs> we we have we have a lot of fun, and um, you know, since I've gotten there, I've I've had a lot of fun. Um, I I I just think you know they, I mean, it's just like the uh, Alden, you know. Yeah. They they expect you to do what you need to do, and then if you if you do that, then they're all good. They're good. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're messing up and, and you're not doing everything, if, if they're getting reports back from, you know, the, the trainer saying, you know, this guy, he, he can't really do the motos. He can't really do this, this and that. Like, then they're going to be like, what, what's going on? Like, yeah, sure. It's a like, business. It's yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is. But if you're doing your stuff, if you're, putting 100% in and they can see that and you're showing that, man, it's, they're cool. It's good. Yeah. It's okay. cool. And, and, uh, they, 
I mean, the vibe I get is they just want to help. They, they're there to help you be the best and do the best you can. And they put a lot of work into it. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess as a, as a media guy, first of all, like Stephanie is the the lady that kind of does a PR, right? Stephanie, is that Stephanie McNutt? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. So she kind of scares me like Mandy at Honda. They used to be at Honda scared me. Cause she was all business and like, what, what are you doing under the tent? Like she didn't want you under the Honda tent. And it's not like that anymore. Like I can go under the Honda tent and nobody says anything, but every time I walk into the KTM tent, like Stephanie's like, who are you? What are you, who are you with? What are you doing? And this weekend I stepped into Talon and Max's corner and he's like, well, Max is inside. Let's go in there and you can do an interview. And then she's like, well, why, why, why are you in the truck? We usually don't let people in the truck. And Talon's like, well, he's with us. And she's just, you know, it's all business and it's not, it, it doesn't feel laid back to me as somebody that's not part of the team where a lot of the other trucks like star this, they joke. And you know, when I walk under there, maybe it's just cause I know them better, but the case, she scares me a little bit. <laughs> she's, <laughs> yeah, she's all business. I, I think, um, you know, Stephanie, she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. she, she does, she does a lot for me. Uh, when, when, when we are at the races and even away from the races, I think, I think she, um, not that like anybody would like not saying you guys would even come close to like invading our privacy or anything, but I think she just wants like when we're under the truck, she, I don't know she just wants us to chill, you know, anything to where kind of that. I don't know. I, I get it. Like uh, you, yeah. we, too many, if too much media comes under the tent, like you guys don't need to be dealing with that on race day. And she's trying to keep you guys, you know, comfortable and able to focus on racing and what your job is. I, I mean, I get that. Yeah. 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 And she but, doesn't, yeah, I mean, she doesn't really know who I am. And I finally introduced myself probably properly this weekend. So that I was like, Hey, you know who I am now I'm working for vital. So like beforehand it was just, my podcast and I really wasn't known and she was like, yeah, you, you got to go. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully now as I, I'm more official since, you know, full time starting Thursday. So maybe it will be good, but it, yeah, it's just a vibe I got. I was wondering how it is for you. Cause a guy, a guy like yourself, who's always happy, having fun, you know, you like singing and having a good time. It, <laughs> it feels like it doesn't match with the team vibe. Oh uh, yeah. You, I'll, I'll, you're gonna be there this weekend. No, right? unfortunately, I want to go. I won't be. Why? What, do you, what we get? What am I missing? When, well, when when when's the next race you're gonna be at? I gotta to talk to Michael Lindsay and get him to send me some more. So I don't know. Paula probably. All right. Well, hey, whatever race you're at, you let me know. I'll bring you in the truck, and I'll I'll show you how I do it. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I'll make it. We get down, yeah. man. Hey, there's music playing at all times. All throughout the day. Okay. We're vibing. We're chilling. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me switch <laughs> gears just a little bit. A lot of talk with MXDN coming up. And a lot of people, Matt, this, a lot of people talking about, let's drop a 450 guy down to a 250. Let's try something different. Sounds like that's going to happen. If you were given that option, how do you feel like you would do dropping down to a 250? Would it be difficult? Would it be something that would be just exciting to you to let's go back to a 250 and ring the hell out of the thing? What would your thoughts be <laughs> on having the drop down after being on a 450 for a couple of years? Yeah, I, I mean, 
for Team USA, I would do anything. Yeah, I know, I know that. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I, I'd like it. I, I would love it. I, I haven't rode a 250, I mean, little bits here and there, um, but nothing nothing like training on a 250. Um, I'd like it. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to see how, you know, the, the KTM 250 works and, and, um, you I don't know. I think it would be exciting for sure. Uh, awesome. I can't, I, I feel like, well, it's supposedly either Christian or Barsha seems to be the two guys that I'm hearing the most rumors about. Uh, I think Barsha mm-hmm. would, be awesome on a 250 you know just the way he rides and you'd hear that thing all the way around the track and either way i think it's going to be good i i think it's something that's cool to try something different most of our 250 guys are kind of not in the best health right now you know justin cooper's having some issues and he's probably our america's best 250 rider right now and i don't think he's going to be able to do it so i'm excited about it it'd be cool to see I would love to see you do it, yeah, because yeah, you if, of anybody, you're the most patriotic. I think of our guys, <laughs> dude. If I can freaking, if I can figure out what my deal is with the stars, hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely do it. If I can click off a couple more podiums before the year ends, I would definitely. I would say yes for sure. Oh, I, I know that. Uh, we got one more question for you, AP. We'll let you go. All right, right, AP. So I was browsing through. I see. I see your social media stuff pop up sometimes, and I love the the dog holiday and the western <laughs> thing you do to kind of promote it. Like, what? How, how did oh, that yeah. kind of come about? And like, what? It, what is it that you like about that 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 image, that style? Um, you know, uh, I I have um, my guy BG Creations. He uh, he makes all my, um, all my edits and all my little, you know, cartoons for me and everything. And, and he kind of just, you know, shot me some ideas. Um, actually a lot of ideas this year. And, <laughs> and, um, I kind of, I kind of just picked a little along the lines of that kind of style. And, and he just kind of ran with it, you know, I, uh, I didn't really, um, I don't, I don't really tell him what to do. I just say, Hey man, do your thing. Just think of me while you're doing it. And I'm sure it's going to come out ripping. And, um, yeah, everything he makes, I, I just dig because it's, it's sick. I, I, I love the doc holiday stuff. I love all the, all the cowboy stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's really cool. It was, it was really cool when I was, when I was podium. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he was, he, he would get a lot more exciting stuff, but, um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's cool. He, he makes some badass stuff and, um, yeah, I love Have it. You, you've seen tombstone, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You kind of, you, you kind of do are like the moto guy. Like that is kind of like you and in the moto world. <laughs> I like it. I think it I represents you that. well. That's yeah. That's a good compliment. <laughs> you got, you got to pull out, especially in back in, when we get back to Supercross and you podium, you got to pull out like the Cooper Webb, uh, the fight, the, the gun point backwards. Yeah. So when you go over the finish line, you get, that's gotta be your signature. <laughs> if you can I'm drop a, if you can drop a, I'll be your Huckleberry line on one of Jason, uh, um, uh, Thomas's JT? little, yeah, JT's little, uh, like pre-race little yeah. things like, yeah, then, then we're good. We're all good. <laughs> That's funny. I'm down for it, man. Awesome. AP, man, you are always fun. I'm glad we finally got to get together and have a little conversation. 
I know you've been busy, man, but thank you for coming on, and it's always a pleasure, dude. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, boys. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, always a pleasure. Um, More podiums. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know the next time I can get on here, man. We'll do it. <laughs> thanks, AP. All right. All thank right. you, guys. See you, buddy. All right. Thanks to Aaron Plessinger. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we are going to try to get Damon Bradshaw on. He just texted me. Cool. He said he's, uh, what do he say? He's like waist deep in a river. He's out on an adventure ride. He was supposed to be back at the house or wherever they're staying. Uh, oh, and he said, oh, yeah, and it's my birthday. I may or may not have a couple sippies. Oh, so this could, this could we have to do a test call to even see if he can get a signal. We'll see if we can get this thing worked out. So we might be back with Damon Bradshaw. <laughs> we might not. Be right back. If you're like most racers, you've dreamed about riding a works bike with all the trick parts. Since 1989, Works Connection has been producing works like products for the general public. When Steve Lampson and Team Peak Split Fire Pro Circuit used Works Connection in 1990, they quickly gained a reputation for quality that the pros would use. Three decades later, the company is still known as the leader in quality, innovation, and customer satisfaction. The industry standard pro launch start device is used by many of the teams, such as Factory, HRC Honda, Star Yamaha, Pep Suzuki, and many more. Pole shot specialist Vince Freeze, as well as Jet Lawrence, Eli Tomac, and Chase Sexton all trust Works Connection to get them to the front. And don't forget, you can also get the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Engraved Master Cylinder Covers, and much more at WorksConnection.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at checkout. Works Connection, the choice of champions. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save.
When choosing goggles, we all know you have a lot of choices. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the preferred goggles for many of the top privateers, including Kyle Chisholm, Ryan Brees, Ben LeMay, and top GNCC riders like Craig DeLong. X-Brand is the result of years of knowledge from former Honda HRC test rider Rich Taylor and his dad, Hook Taylor. Whether you're leading the pack or getting blasted with roost, X-Brand can stand up to the abuse. You can visit eksbrand.com to see all X-Brand offers. From the unparalleled Lucid Extreme Definition Optics Goggle with the Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System and 4-Layer Factory Foam to the EKSS and the Flat Out Series, you will find a goggle to meet your needs at a price point you'll love. Check your local dealership for X-Brand goggles distributed through WPS. If you want comfort, style, and performance, as well as hashtag clear vision, then you want X-Brand. Choose X-Brand because we said so. And we're hot. All right, our next guest of the night is brought to you by Fly Racing and Works Connection tonight. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Fly Racing is the only choice if you want the best. Just ask current riders R.J. Hampshire, Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, and the guy on the phone, Damon Bradshaw. Visit your local dealership, ask for Fly Racing, distributed through WPS. What's up, Damon? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, hanging out on the river a few days off, and uh, I have an adventure ride coming up here at the end of the week with some guys. So, yeah, just kind of enjoying the birthday, I guess you could say. Yeah, you said it was your birthday, so happy birthday to you. Yeah, I don't really like to advertise that, but we are kind of on the uh, close to Titty Deep. So, yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't really – I just had my birthday last week, and I try not to advertise it too much myself. As we get older, I don't like celebrating them. Uh, you know what? It's just another – um, Yeah. Where we are out of here. So, yeah, I can't complain. Well, I want to talk about these adventure rides you've been doing, man. I, I see all your posts on your Instagram, and it looks like you are having the time of your life. Just talk about how these things are going, how much fun they are, and, and getting people involved. Well, I, you know, everybody says, oh, are you old enough yet to ride an adventure bike? I, I really don't think it's that. I think it's a, a growing market, and especially now with Yamaha and the, the new T7 being you know, kind of wants to be a dirt bike, to be honest. Um, and a lot of people are, I don't know what, I don't know exactly what the word is, intimidated, I think, by, you know, riding them on trails and just being such a versatile bike. But I think you have to, you have to get out of your head that it's not really that heavy of a bike. You just get on it and you ride it like a dirt bike and it actually works really well. So I just enjoy that aspect of having a multi-purpose bike that I can jump on at the rip up the road and if you want to hit a two track you can do that and if you want to hit a little single track you can do that too so i i um you know as you're going i mean it's not that you get bored but i i mean i still ride moto I ride off road a lot and and now with the adventure bike and yamaha is doing an adventure event and i'm pushing with that for uh fly racing because we have a great line of adventure gear and so I think a lot of people don't really realize that because we're not out at those events. So right. okay. this year I've, I've already hit a couple and, uh, I'm going to be doing one in New Hampshire, um, with Yamaha a little bit later on in the season. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I just, I kind of enjoy the market. It's fun. Um, you get to go and, you know, when we set up our, uh, you know, our display area kind of in the morning, people are mingling, they all go ride during the day and then, 
that night everybody hangs around till nine or ten o'clock at night around the campfire having a few beers and and just talking about the ride from that day so that atmosphere to me is is pretty cool i mean i i still enjoy going to races but honestly i think for us as a company and for fly racing it's much better traction at an event that people are more relaxed and they're not hustle and bustle whether they miss a practice or they miss a moto you know yeah it makes sense when you look back on your career, could you have imagined like what it would bring to you now at, you know, in, in your twilight years, Damon, you know, where you're getting to do all these things and interact with fans and, you know, who have become friends and just the adventure touring riding that you're getting to do. Like just, it's really cool what your career led to. Yeah, no, I would have never, I would have never thought that. I mean, when I retired, I'm like, I honestly, didn't know if I'd ever ride again because I just had enough. And honestly, now I, I can't get enough. I mean, I enjoy riding. I do a lot of cl- uh, trail clearing with friends and with uh, our state uh, trail rangers um, in Idaho because we have, you know, over 9,000 miles of trails and we have six state guys that try to take care of that. So if it wasn't for the volunteers, um, clubs like Citra, which is up by where I live, um, TVTMA, which is Treasure Valley uh, Riders, that's a another um, group that also does all volunteer work to help keep the trails open in Idaho. So we can enjoy them, and hopefully, you know, our kids kids can do that. Um, it's a it's always a battle of keeping that stuff open. So I'm not the go to the meeting guy <laughs> by any means because you have to sit and listen to people talk about motorcycles that do not know anything about a motorcycle. So yeah. I'm not that guy, but I'll go out and work my butt off. I'll work my butt off on the trails, you know, all day long and help clear them and, and keep them open. So fortunately I get to do a lot of different things. And, and honestly, a lot of it has to do with what I do with WPS because the way I look at it and, and guys that are looking at numbers and comparing that stuff, what I'm doing, a lot of the stuff of what I'm doing is not something you can put a number on. You know, you can't, you can't quantify that and look at the return that you get. But the way I look at it is if I'm out here helping keep trails open, more people are going to ride motorcycles. And so we sell more products. So that's, that's my theory. Um, you know, all of that, not everybody sees that, but you know, until they tell me different and we go a different direction, then that's, that's what I'm going to do. So you know, we form a lot of relationships with consumers and kind of like you said there on the intro that, you know, we want people to go into their dealers and ask if they don't see it. I w- we want them to ask where fly racing is. And yep. so that's that's uh, my whole goal. And I think we have a, a pretty unique the consumers and, and our dealers um, along with Weston Pike. Uh, when I can get him to work, he's a little <laughs> tough to get to work. But, I can uh, see that. But uh, no, he, yeah, no, he's been a great add to the program. We we have a good time, and uh, I've, we've been doing some off road riding in in Idaho to kind of get him not necessarily more comfortable, but just more time of doing that. I mean, we were out the other day together, and we probably spent. I don't know, 10 hours on the bike. And I guarantee you, if you took two of his longest rides in his life and put them together, he's never been on a motorcycle that long in his life. I can't um, imagine. And, Jeez. And, and it, yeah. And it, it's not easy. I mean, that's at, you know, seven, eight, you know, 9,000 feet, you know, and in that day we didn't clear a lot of trail. We had a little bit to do, but we, we mainly went out to ride. And, uh, so 
you know, getting to do those things and then him having him there and kind of the whole experience. It's just, uh, it's a conversation around the campfire. Absolutely. I love that. It sounds great. Yeah. So, you know, t- we're kind of talking about the, like the good old days and the heyday of the sport, you know, what, what do you think that's something that the sport embodied and, you know, that early nineties era that you were involved in and what do you think is something that like they, they, it's kind of missing now? Uh, uh, fan interaction. It's just, it's, I mean, I think it's getting better with that. And I know with, you know, the, I don't even know what to call it. I probably shouldn't call it, but just over the last couple of years with the fans not being able to get, you know, to the riders and either talk to them or get photos and that type of thing. And I know some of the riders obviously do a good job at it, but I think, you know, we always refer to back in our time and, and probably every previous generation would say that they were better, but I think we did a pretty good job at it. Um, you know, and, and, and it was not easy to build that fan base with the guys that I was up against because they were good at it. Yeah. And honestly to today, and, and some of the kids have got it. I mean, you know, Jet Lawrence pops into my mind. Um, I know AP does well at it and, and there's other writers that do again, I, I won't, you know, be able to mention all their names, but to me, that's super important because if it wasn't for the fans, what the hell are we there for? And, um, I think during this time now, it would be way easier for a guy that was into that to build his fan base. I mean, social media, whatever, but I just think that interaction with your fans is, is irreplaceable. Yeah. That's why. And, I, I, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just, I just think, you know, I mean, we've, we've been missing that. And I know with the virus and all of that stuff, it, it caused those issues, but I don't think a lot of the riders understand how important that is because, you know, again, you have your guys that are social media famous. And I, I talk about this all the time that with companies that I still work with and, and they do, I mean, they, they put a little pressure on me when it comes to social media. And I know that I'm not great at it, but I also tell them, I'm like, how much interaction of these guys that are social media famous, how much interaction do they have with consumers at events and that can sit around and and whether it's talk dirt bikes or whether it's talk adventure bikes or if it's just life and they don't, they don't, they don't do that. It's over social media. And I agree it's important, but to me, that's where I try to fill in that gap that I'm not so good at social media. And so, yeah. you know, that, that's my take on it. Yeah. You're, you've gotten really good at that. Actually. It's always interesting, you know, when seeing you at like some of the pulp events at Supercross, and I remember hearing you multiple times, like, I don't know why, nobody cares about hearing from me. Nobody wants to hear my stories anymore. And I, I hope by now you've realized that people do like talking to you about your stories and just motorcycles in general. And you've, I didn't, obviously I didn't know you in the nineties, but like you're, you're very social at the events. You will talk to anybody pretty much as long as they want to talk. And yeah, that goes a long way. Um, especially in the moto industry right because there's fans but then doing the adventure stuff i bet there's a lot of people that didn't know much about your career but the more they talk to you they become involved they become they interested in fly or or yamaha or somebody that you're being an ambassador for so yeah i think you're perfect for that position yeah i i, I mean i didn't really do that um retirement tour i'll call it right you know at the right. end of my career like a lot of guys have Um, so now, which not now, I mean, I've obviously been doing this quite a few years now with being able to be at events and be, 
not there working or racing. And, and, you know, I've not necessarily that the riders need it, but I, I have taken up for a lot of them at different times because people will come up and they'll talk about that interaction that they don't have. And I try to break it down to them that they, they don't understand how busy and how time consuming it is for the guys, because typically during my time, I had a mechanic and he had a team manager. And if there was suspension stuff needed to be done, you talk to him. Well, now you multiply that times two with these guys. They got trainers, they got nutritionists, they got, so there's not, unfortunately, there's not a lot of time left for the fans. And I I try to explain that and have them take that into consideration. And some of them do really at the end of the conversation, they go, yeah, we never really realized that, but I mean, it's true. I mean, even guys that I'm not a fan of, I mean, when I was driving a monster truck, you know, how accessible we were to the fans. And and that did teach me a lot, even more after my career. And we would have guys come through the line and they were crossover fans, you know, from moto to, you know, they'd come to monster jam where they were bringing their kids to just watch it, or they were coming to, to watch me. And I, I had gotten up from the table a few times from an autograph session and went and explained that to them. And so go yeah you know i understand that i said i can sit here for three hours and sign autographs and i can get behind the wheel of that truck and do my job i go but when it comes to racing you know moto and supercross that's not the case the mental preparation and the physical preparation is just you know far and beyond obviously yeah good point you know so i mean it's but again it 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 goes back to those fans and them going into their shops and and you know fortunately i think for the power sports industry over the last couple of years, it's been, it's been awesome. I mean, there's more kids on motorcycles and I have said this on other, you know, interview stuff that I've done that it's just, I mean, that's where it all starts. Right. I mean, I'm not against ball sports, but it's nice that the kids had an opportunity to share that love from whether it was soccer or baseball or whatever to their families going to ride motorcycles. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been killer. And I, I mean, obviously there's going to be some that are going to go back to their ball sports, but if they keep those cycles in the garage, they still have an alternative if that's what they want to do. Dig it. I like it. Yeah. You know, the, the days of, of signing boobs and, and then <laughs> slamming beers out of the race, it's just a whole different, it's just a completely different sport now. It's crazy. Um, well, signing boobs was fine, but <laughs> I didn't slam any beers. I, I waited, I waited until I was basically done before i did that but yeah yeah it was a good time (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you know you this summer you know dungy's the big talk about him coming back and 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 re like re-attending the racing you know from when i think back the only person i've ever seen do that was you 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 took a gap for a couple years and then came back and rode the nationals well what were some of the things that you ran into that you kind of maybe didn't expect or kind of some of the things that you had to endure coming back. And what have you thought of Dungy's comeback? I mean, Dungy's comeback has been incredible because you just don't do that. I mean, I don't care if you miss a year. I mean, back again, referring to my time, a guy could have a knee injury that could end his career yep. because he'd missed six months or eight months and he just could not make that ground back up. And now I think it's, uh, it's it's even it's even more uh, impossible to to do that, and I think Dungy's done way better than than what I expected him to do because I know how tough it was and how good these guys are and how far the bikes have came and you know the techniques of where it's all at. I just but I I I thought that you know he's that mentally strong, consistent guy to where you have 
you know, these guys that are faster at times and, and, uh, you know, talent or whatever, but he's still that guy that's going to be right there. And I, I just, I think it's awesome because I am a true believer. I mean, Chase Sexton has been, um, a real surprise to me just because he is younger, but I, I honestly think that once you're 25 now, even older, I mean, up to 30 and even after that, that you are so much more mentally strong and physically strong that I feel like it's really hard for an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old to be that strong. Um, and so to see Chase accomplish what he has so far, whether he's fallen down, he's fell off the pace, he's in, he's there at the end of the moto is to me is, is pretty freaking cool. Um, to see a, a younger guy do that. And, and, uh, again, you know, I, I don't even know what to say about Tomac. I mean, <laughs> really, I mean, it's just kind of blowing us all the way and it's, uh, it's really cool to see him doing it on a Yamaha. I mean, I've, I'm obviously been a part of their program again, I think going on third year and, uh, fourth year next year, which I feel like that's where I belong. So it's to have him, you know, accomplish what he has just is, is really cool because I think, you know, we went through some guys that, you know, maybe their riding style didn't fit the bike and whether it was where they were mentally or physically, and then him jump on that bike and just mesh with it, um, has been freaking awesome. Yeah. And then of course, Dylan last year, Christian Supercross with the two fifties, uh, Colt, you know, Justin Cooper over the last couple blue crew. Look, I can attest Scotty, I've rode a Blue Crew 450 to its full potential. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I crashed it. I cra- maybe I crashed it to its full potential. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are. Its potential after that was hey, not very much. They're they're tough. They, they may not be the lightest bike out there, but I guarantee you it's the longest lasting bike out there. Yeah, they're good. I don't know if you know this, but I actually own a uh, Blue Crew 125. from Q- 125? Yeah. Oh, or 250. Sweet. Excuse me. 252 stroke. Sorry. Not 125. That was. I, I, I want a 125, but I have a 250 beep, at the beep. moment that uh, I got from Kiefer and Mathis for cutting the hair. And I'm also should be getting a 250F hopefully pretty soon. So, yeah, Blue Crew now, man. I'm Blue Crew all on board. Yeah, I this year I got a two-stroke again for the first time, which I got the off-road model. Yeah, and, I uh, I, I kind of – I got to ride it the other day, and it's Element, and it's – I just completely see why all of the hard enduro guys ride two strokes. I mean, it's, it's like cheating compared to being <laughs> on a four stroke, just, just the weight and how the bike yeah. works. And so it's been, it's been really cool, you know, working on the thing again and kind of figuring out jetting and, you know, how to make it work, um, you know, on the slow speed, single track. And so, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. I, I, uh, it's a great bike, and I I don't do a lot to my bike. So I, I I take care of them. I put on you know bulletproof rotary bikes. We're we're losing you, Damon. It's breaking up real you know, bad. plastic and uh, ODI grips, and you know. Maybe an exhaust, but I like quiet exhaust. I like like my 450 has stock exhaust on it, and it's a WR, super quiet. So, but hold on. Fuck. Yeah, we're losing you. How about now? That's good right now. 
Okay. Yeah, our phone floated away. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna, um, we're gonna wrap this up in just a minute anyway. So yeah, just a few more minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, no worries. No, I was just talking about the bikes. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I have we, a lot we of got companies it. that I work with. It, it was breaking but, um, up. I we just, got, oops, sorry. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Okay, cool. No, I just you know you make them personalize them a little bit and yep. and uh, I, I ride them and I I really enjoy it. I mean I, that's the cool thing about the the new T seven is it does leave a lot of room for aftermarket companies to to specialize and make the bikes you know individual their own bikes absolutely and, uh, yeah that's so cool yeah it's it's really cool i mean it's it's a great bike but it depends on how you want to ride it i mean obviously i ride it not so much in its elements sometimes but uh but yeah no I, I i appreciate the phone call and uh it was good chatting with you guys yeah i got a couple more questions for you real quick um yeah, yeah well, no, go I, I got it. a i got a listener question from a moose uh, he wants me to tell you that you're a pussy for not playing outdoor <laughs> fantasy. Ah, uh, yeah, I I do struggle with getting my picks in. <laughs> we know. I had a, uh, a I had an assistant that was supposed to notice if within minutes I didn't have them in. She was supposed to get them in, <laughs> and sometimes she did not do that. So yeah, I'm I'm not super good at it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a group I won't chat. Say, but, but I won't say her name, but it was Amanda. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm in a group chat with, uh, yeah, Peter and uh, I guess your wife. The whole crew. So, yeah, so that's always fun. Uh, my other question is, when do we get a rematch for a game of pool? we got to make this happen. Well, I don't think I've played since last time we played. Me but either. I, I don't think it'd be a problem. I don't think, yeah, whatever. I don't think it'd be a problem. Okay, I need to. I guess I need to figure out a way to do one of these adventure rides, and maybe we'll shoot some pool somewhere along the lines. Yeah, a couple of our yeah, listeners. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about doing another one um, in the early fall. So I have one coming up uh, the end of July with a group, and uh, cool. We're gonna we're gonna spend four days <clears throat> four days riding in the backcountry. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But um, okay, but yeah. If if I were you, if I were you. I would go and get your own pool stick and get a nice little embroidered bag and start going to your local pool hall and practicing. I probably need it. Uh, I, yeah, we won't get into how many games you played versus how many I won. Because I guarantee you, you're not going to use my pool stick. <laughs> That's probably fair. That's yeah. probably fair. You'll end up being involved in a murder case or yeah, something. Uh, probably get destroyed. It's exactly. Uh, last question I have for you is with all these adventure rides and the things you're doing, how much, or if at all, do you miss competition going out and lining up and just every once in a while beating the shit out of somebody? You know, it still, it still happens a little bit, but very little, but no, I'm, I'm completely okay with it. I mean, obviously we're all still competitive and, and will be, but uh, I just enjoy seeing where, I can go on the thing. I mean, honestly, it's not like trying to prove something or I'm yeah. some YouTube freaking star. Or I just enjoy riding it and seeing people's reaction up on the mountain. You know, you run into somebody up on certain trails and they're like, how in the hell did you get that thing up here? Yeah. And I'm like, honestly, it's not that bad. It's, I mean, you know, so anyways, that's, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy that, but no, I mean, it's like going and doing the moto days um, I, I still enjoy that a little bit. I don't ride it as much as I do everything else because I have to drive three hours to ride a moto track from mm -hmm. where I live. So I ride way more off-road during this time of the year, but I do have some moto events during the year and 
it's freaking super fun to get back on the to get back on the 450 and go rip around with some of the kids and uh you know and then talk about it that night but it's it takes a lot of damn strength not only to ride off road but it's a whole different ball game to go and ride uh you know moto and 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 ride a freaking 450 i mean nowadays i just call it managing the horsepower (laughs) right right that makes sense yeah yeah well, Damon, I'll let you get back to your birthday celebration with the friends and family. Uh, thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day for us. Yeah, man. Oh. Good to talk to you guys. All right, Damon. Take care. Have fun. All right. See you. All right. See ya. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw, Scotty. Yeah, a lot of people said don't. Uh, I was going to. I was. That's what I was going to say was a lot of people said, Damon, don't let uh, Dark Side ride your adventure bike. Oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, yeah. That's You guys don't even have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, commercial break. We'll be back with Zach Williams. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Only an idiot would not rush down to their local WPS dealer to check out the complete line of 2022 Fly Racing products. So if you don't want to be an idiot... Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Then rush down right now. Of course, obey the speed limits. The need to get your hands on a Formula helmet will not get you out of a ticket. Once you get there, ask to see everything Fly Racing offers, from the Evolution DST to the light race wear to the kinetic lines. They have a gear line to fit your needs. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Just ask current riders Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Carson Mumford, and the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. Don't forget about their women's and youth lines and the all-new Zone Pro goggle worn by Justin Brayton, Shane McElrath, Max Anstey, and Joey Sabachi. Again, visit your local shop and support your WPS rep today. Check out flyracing.com for all they offer. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, build performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurnMotorsports.com webpage also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. Are you tired of your bike looking stock? Have you had enough of arm pump from inferior handlebars? Are you sick of losing the race on the last lap because you can't hold on to your old worn out grips? If you've had any of these things happen, you don't have to be the laughing stock of your moto group anymore. 
Today, the Moto X Pod Show is here with the solution of all your problems. Torque One Racing. Torque One is an organization founded by individuals with passion above and beyond for the racing industry. Their mission is to provide high-quality, economical performance parts for your dirt bike, quad, and street bike. From the attack handlebar, the five lock-on grips, vengeance levers, and more, their products are made to the highest of quality, the lightest in weight, and most importantly, affordability to their customers. They bring passion, commitment, energy, focus, enthusiasm, and ambition to their products, and most of all, they are an experienced organization that has come together from other organizations to bring you the best of the best. Visit them at TorqueOneRacing.com, that's T-O-R-C-1 Racing.com, and be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. All right, we are back, and our next guest of the night is the Race Tech Privateer Check-In, brought to you by, obviously, Race Tech. Race Tech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Race Tech products include award-winning goal valves, and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Race Tech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use that promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Tonight, Race Tech Privateer Check-In is Minnesota's own Zach Williams. What's up, Zach? How's it going, guys? It is Just going good, man. How are you feeling coming off uh, what I believe was your best finish of the year at your home track? A really great, the second moto, 18th, bro. What a, what a ride. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was definitely a, a little bit of a weight lifted off my shoulders. I feel like coming into the season, I, uh, I've been, I've been riding pretty good and, and yeah, I was a little bit frustrated with the first, uh, first three, just like, dang it. I'm like so close to points, but I haven't gotten them yet. So finally at Millville at the hometown race, we, uh, yeah, we got in the points and I feel like, you know, I feel like I belong there. So yeah, hopefully that's just, uh, you know, the first of, uh, many more points to come this season. So. What do you feel like has been holding you back from getting into points? Has it been bad starts? Has it been the fact that you have like a real day job working construction? You know, I mean, what, what, what is it that um, you needed to break through? It could be maybe partially that, but for sure starts, you know, but I think it comes down to my qualifying has not been the best. Um, just like getting going early, but I really been, uh, I really been trying to work on that. Um, you know, a good friend and sponsor of mine, Cody, Sheehan has been coming out to the track with me and we've been, every time we go to a practice track, it's like, we're trying to mimic like qualifying. I'll go out my first 10 minutes and try to lay down like my, the fastest laps I can. And I, and finally my qualifying was a little bit better at Millville. So it's nice to get like a decent spot on the gate, but like normally I'm, you know, just barely qualifying. So like my first Mm. moto, I'll be on the far outside gate and it's kind of uh it's just hard to be confident on the start when you're that far out but yeah but yeah i mean i uh usually like my the end of my motos are good i just need to clean up the the beginning you know so if i could get out up front a little bit earlier and kind of like i can usually hold the pace so i just need to i need to get going early in the races for sure yeah let me ask you about that we've talked about that we've had a lot of privateers on over the last month or so and we've talked about the qualifying in Supercross and Nationals is like there is no, hey, this is just free practice. There, It's all, you need to hit best lap your first lap, which is not easy for a lot of people, uh, especially probably yeah. privateers. You know, you're, you you got to 
kind of get your bikes. You're working on getting your bike settings still comfortable, probably for the day. It's exactly, just very, yeah. very difficult. Is that something you struggle with? Is like, okay, gate drop. I got to go put a fast lap in, even though I barely had a sight lap. Oh yeah, for sure. And especially like, you know, the, the working construction full-time deal is <laughs> might play a little bit of a factor sure. into it just because, you know, I'm not riding every day and I'm not maybe as loose as some of these guys. And, you know, like sometimes the, the weekend is my practice. So, and, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not, that's not, not ideal. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, I've been trying to like warm up a little bit more in the mornings and sometimes that helps me. So, but yeah, it's just, you got to get going right away and it's not always the easiest. So sometimes I'll try extra hard and it's like, I just went backwards because I tried too hard. So sure, it's a fine line and it's just, but I, uh, I was feeling a little bit more comfortable on the bike this weekend and, and I was able to just hammer down right away. And I think just practicing that intensity early at the practice tracks has been helping. So hopefully I'm just going to keep doing that and I'd like to keep continuing to, to improve my qualifying for sure. Yeah, you know, so I I love seeing the guys like you that you know, like you're 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 supporting your your job and your you know, and you you have a you have a career and also you ride and shred on the weekends. I love that, and I think that's like the the backbone of our sport. And so, but I feel I feel like the fans and everything kind of or people in the industry look at it as like not being able to ride and train every day is only a disadvantage. What are some of the advantages that you think this program actually gives you? Um, I'd say maybe just not as stressed about money. And, you know, I feel like, so I did it for a little while, uh, basically full on, like full time, just racing. But, you know, you're always, you're not getting paid. So you're always relying on other people to, to basically pay your way. And it's, it almost is like a confidence killer in a way. Like you feel like you're, just kind of always relying on people and I didn't really like that feeling and I'd say maybe not as much pressure to to race this way mm-hmm. but then again it's like once I get into it and I start you know getting close and in, t- in the top 20 it's like well, damn it I now I just want to go back <laughs> sure. during the week and that's all I want to do I want to just focus on improving those results but then you know you're right back to the job site so it's like yeah, you're just uh, you're daydreaming for the next weekend. Did I? Did you go from KTM to Gas Gas during the season? Uh, no, I uh, I was on KTM and then I I switched to Gas Gas and I think it was a couple years ago. Oh, okay. In the of, it was off season for sure. Oh, okay, I thought I saw a picture recently of you on a KTM. Nope, nope. Been on the Gas Gas. Okay. What what is it about the gas gas you like? Was it was it just the the best option at the time, or was there something about it that really suits you? Uh, no, I was so I was on KTM. I just like the KTM's, and then the of course once you get the KTM, you you get the cone valve forks, and yeah. and then once you're invested in that, you have the ignition, and then it's like, well, you kind of stick with a brand just because you accumulate parts. And then when the gas gas came out, I was like, hell yeah! I used to ride Honda, and I I just am a fan of the color red. So, I hear that. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, and I think the red gas gas just looks cooler. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm getting, I'm going gas gas. There you go. I, I think if I was going to go Austrian, that's what I would do too because of the red bikes. I was always a Honda guy until recently. So I totally get that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, and they're a little bit cheaper and, you know, all the parts that don't come on it, I'm already putting aftermarket parts on it anyway. So 
So and how, how, how is uh, the twisted motors, man? Uh, Jamie's killing it. Oh, absolutely. He's got like the best bang for the buck. I feel like, and yeah, I seem to seem to have really good luck with the motors. They're solid. They last, and yeah. You got to have something to be competitive in that 250 class because I tell you what, those bikes are not <laughs> slow. No, no, they're not. They're, I don't know what max horsepower. Well, actually, I do know. I think Jamie told me in an article I wrote how much horsepower some of those are getting the factory bikes, which is just absolutely unreal. But <laughs> so if it, it really puts the 250 class, really puts the privateers at a disadvantage more so than a 450 class, right? Because 450 out of the yeah. box is pretty damn competitive. A 250, it takes some money, takes a lot of work to get competitive with yeah. the factory level bikes. Yeah, and it's like I just feel like the 250 class got a lot of a lot of guys in it too. And you know, like all the amateurs that are that are no slouches, they come up and they enter the 250 class. So I don't know. The field's pretty deep, so I definitely enjoy riding the 250 a lot, though. That's why I I'm still racing the 250, but. The, uh, the the 450 class is definitely tempting me. Maybe next year I'll uh, I'll go that route. It seems like it might be a little bit more, you know, smart on the budget-wise. Yeah, that's what I hear, especially at the privateer level. Yeah, there's a little more money involved, a little more purse money. So, yeah, yep. but still, I mean... To do it as a privateer in general is just really not you're not you're not going to become a millionaire anytime, Zach. No, exactly, and I know that. So <laughs> that's why we're uh, we're working during the week. But you know, I still I just love I love chasing it, and I love just kind of trying to achieve my own personal goals. That you know, I'm obviously not doing it to to get rich, but right. I'm thankful to have you know people that help me and that people that are that are also passionate about racing. And you know, I'm only young for so long, so I might as well. I'd rather do it now and, and instead of just regretting not doing it while I'm still capable. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that. Of course. Got thankful, it. thankful to have the people that I have. And, and yeah, I, I just love racing the nationals. There's just a cool atmosphere and just the, the tracks are badass too. It's hard to, you can't find rough tracks like that locally. You got to go race the national to get them like that. So that, that, that's, that's partially the- why I do it. That's the first thing you said that I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. I like I Scotty, I don't want a rough track. I'm slow. <laughs> I'm old. I, I want a smooth like I want my track to be like a brownie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? See, that's that's what that's the problem with the local races because yeah. everybody wants it like that. So they're always uh flattening out all the ruts and I'm just frustrated <laughs> about it. But. Yeah, because I always I've come to Millville a couple of different times. And race on Friday and Sunday, and the track is so different because, you know, like going down Mount Martin, of course, we only go halfway, but we're dragging our mm-hmm. brakes the whole way. And then to see, like, it looked relatively smooth to me in the it, pro race because no, was, yeah. yeah, nobody's dragging their brakes. They're just on the gas. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'd say Millville was, was definitely one of the smoother races for sure. Just, okay, yeah. I don't think they... They usually don't rip it that deep, so yeah, it actually was kind of challenging too. Just some of the turns, like you're you're fighting fighting for traction a lot. But yeah, it's crazy. the The national is the track is so much different than any any local race at Millville, so it's hard to even call it like a home track advantage. Okay, just because of how much different it is. I mean, I'd say the only advantage would be just all the friends and fans cheering you on, like might hype you up a little bit. But but yeah, the track is definitely. uh more challenging for sure. Okay, good to hear. 
you know, I've I've only been able to ever theorize this because I've never raced on a like on an actual pro national track. But it seems like when there's amateur racing involved in the same program as as racing, like you know, you've got you got sixty five breaking bumps, you got beginner breaking <laughs> bumps, you know, and then you got the pro. Like the I vets. feel like sometimes those tracks can even be even rougher because on y'all's, yeah, obviously the corners get more blown out and the lips of the jumps are probably pretty blown out. But I, yep. I feel I feel like there is probably a, in a way smoother. Uh, yeah, probably. I'd say like some of the amateur races are maybe a little bit more choppy and just a little bit more uh, kind of jackhammering you. But but yeah, like the it definitely got rough sec- that second moto at Millville, I'd say for sure, but. I'd say they they probably add a little bit more water to to the pro races, so mm-hmm. that, that's you know deeper roads probably too a little bit deeper, yeah. Yeah, after Redbud, I interviewed Ryder D, and he was talking about like that was his biggest surprise was the difference in track conditions because there weren't so many braking bumps, but the track did get rougher where he said it should get rougher. Like for his speed, pro level riders like yourself, like yeah, it, it, he said the track. Um, develop the way it should, which mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, Ryder D. It develops the way it develops. But, <laughs> yeah, it is, I, I get what you guys are saying, you know, because when you have to race it on a track with guys like myself, we kind of screw everything up for you. We blow out your lines, and, yeah, it's <laughs> it's. Oh, man, they're definitely equally – they're definitely blown out on the, on the pro races too, so. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's all your fault. Okay, good, good. I'm glad I'm not to blame. Um <laughs> You talked about the the crowd, and I noticed the hometown crowd. I stayed with I don't know if you know Cody and Jilly Clementson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, Co- I stayed with them, and dude, Cody just raved about you all weekend. You gotta get you gotta get Zach on the show. Zach's the best. Zach's great. Uh, and, yeah. And, yeah. So and and then somebody else reached out to me on Instagram, which is when I dis- I texted you. And yeah, you got a lot of fans, man. There's a lot of people there cheering you on. I heard your name over the loudspeaker a bunch of times. You're definitely, you're a big dog at that place. Yeah. I mean, like I'd say Minnesota racing is alive and well. I mean, there's so many, that's like, that's one of the coolest things about Millville is, is just the amount of people that I know from, from racing. It's kind of like one big family up in Minnesota. So when I go to to Millville, it's just it's badass to like ride around on the parade lap and you hear all these people <laughs> screaming on the fence. You uh, you kind of feel like a bigger deal than you feel like you really are. So that's cool. It uh, it's awesome. Yeah, Cody and Jill are definitely uh, they're awesome people too. Yeah. And I grew up racing with Cody, so so yeah. He's a nut, man. He is a super fan, and I love it. Like he, it's infectious. Yeah, he's he's like, dude, Justin yep. Starling's my favorite writer ever. And I was like, wow, okay, all right, I like this. And he's just, I, I talked to who do you say he talked to? Uh, oh, Filthy Phil. He's like, I saw Filthy Phil, and and I asked him if he had seen Dark Side. I was like, what's this? He's such Heck a yeah. yeah. Cody was that's, awesome. Yeah, that's a lot of Minnesotans. We have a lot of passion for racing. Oh yeah. I don't know if it's just because we're cooped up so much in the wintertime that. <laughs> summertime comes around we're just fired up yeah the only problem well okay i got two problems with the area when you leave the track at like 10 o'clock or whatever time i, le- I left around eight and i was driving back to to their house up near minneapolis there is nothing open nothing out there nothing open and i'm like dude no. i am so hungry and mcdonald's <laughs> was like closed at like the lobby closed at 7 30 like, come on man this is i feel like yeah. i was in 1983 Oh yeah, so you got like Minneapolis area, 
everything's you know well populated and right. open in the Rochester, but then everything in between is kind of kind of dead. Yes. The other issue is they have got to figure out how to get a Verizon tower out there. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I was fortunate enough. So Jake Veneta, the the pastor for the motocross series, he had a AT and T Wi Fi that he he let me log on to so that was kind of nice i finally had service for one time in my life at milno so that was cool yeah yeah i i would go in the media center and use the wi-fi you know you could facebook message or whatever but yeah there's my phone blew up once i left the track yeah i was telling my wife maybe we should have switched to at&t just so we can get service at millville yeah (laughs) you know i have friends from texas we we used to go up or they went up almost every year before covid and they would spend the week out there and they would at least one of them would buy like an AT and T burner phone, you know, like just do a monthly one month, uh, you know, buy some minutes so they could have a phone. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. Somebody told me you were you were training a little bit with Dungey. Tell me what that consists of. What does that mean? You're training with Dungey a little. Um. So he's obviously been riding up here, and and uh, so I mainly ride at the BP Moto Ranch. It's up in Chisago uh, City, so it's the FXR. Um basically facility so milt from fxr has been investing into it and the lower family owns the track so so i ride up there mostly wednesday nights they have a a practice and i've uh you know i've gone out and rode with dungy some days but it's hard because he rides during the day so Mm, the days i want to ride with him i gotta like try to manipulate my work schedule a little bit so but i've been able to do it sometimes and i'll go out and do motos with him and and yeah it's it's definitely fun to ride with him because he, uh, he definitely, you can learn a thing or two off the dude for sure. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So what is something you pick up or something you're surprised by that maybe you weren't expecting? He, he just does everything so perfectly. It's like, it's almost frustrating, but yeah. he, he just rolls every turn perfectly. And then I don't know, it's kind of like an eye opener that like, there is so much time to be gained. Like on for myself, it's like, you think you're trying so hard and, and you can't go any faster, but then it's like, he kind of, uh, you know, makes it clear that there's, you can gain a lot of time and here, here, and then it all adds up. So, but yeah, it's just encouraging to ride with him and yeah, it's just, it's definitely cool. It's, he's definitely an inspiration for sure. Awesome. So, yeah, you know, I've kind of wanted to, wanted to know if you kind of look for like local races that have like a kind of decent pro purse to kind of like, you know, like, Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go get a couple of uh, bucks here so that I can go do this race. Or do you, do you kind of search that way or do you, any of that at all? I, I may have used to a little bit more back when I wasn't working full time, but mm-hmm. it's like now I'm working so much and, and racing the nationals consumes a lot of my time. So like during the season, I'm kind of like, I'm making my money at work and, and then racing on the weekend, I'm kind of feel like I'm fully tapped out. I'm already trying to just recover from what I'm doing. So I, I would say I'm not doing as many local or money races and stuff during the season. But, but yeah, like in September, I'll, I'll try to find some if, if they're, you know, within reason. Yeah. Close, close Christmas me, money. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I exactly. Got but yeah, no, I usually, I always hit that Justin Brayton shootout race and yeah. in Iowa before the season starts and good competition there. And, and then, yeah, like in, there's a couple down in Texas that I usually try to hit in uh, late September, October. But Pro Challenge? Yep. Okay. Yep. I usually oh, yeah. always that's that's our local place. There. Yeah, that's that's 30 minutes for me, and Scotty lives right down oh, the road. Yeah, I can get there in like 18 minutes. If I yeah. Have to. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I typically always go down there and hang out with the Mun guys. And Yeah, yeah you know what? I think I've seen, now that I, you mentioned, I think yeah. I've seen your name in there a couple of times. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. I got a couple more questions for you before I let you go. You talked about struggling with starts. Did you have any access to a scoop, or, or is that something that you kind of really, you, you just don't have the budget for to necessarily have multiple tire options? No, I ran scoop this okay. weekend. The whole weekend? Yep. Both motos? Yep, all weekend. Yep. Following yeah, it. I, uh, I, uh, I didn't think I probably needed it in the in the motos, but I was like, if it can help me on the start, then sweet. But yep. so the first moto, I actually, I had a decent start. I think I was running like 16th or something, and I was like, finally a decent start on the first moto, even. And then I just dumped it in a turn, and then dropped back to to 25th or something like that. So that was a bummer. But yeah, second moto, the the scoop didn't play out like I was expecting. So. Yeah, we need to go back and work on those starts a little bit more right. for sure. Yeah, I think everybody went away from the scoop for Moto Two except for Eli, and we saw how that finished out. So, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess that's really all I've got. Uh, Scott, you got anything else for 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 uh, for Zach? Uh, no, we're we're all we're all too busy over here making fun of your hair. Really? Is yeah. it that bad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? That's not very nice. Oh. <laughs> Well, Zach, dude, it was really cool. I wish I, I should have come by your tent and talked to you, man. I, that's on me. Yeah, I, I got, I got really. Oh, you know what? I want to ask you. Are you gonna do Washougal? Are you making it all the way over there? Yep, I am doing that one. Ooh. So, a buddy of mine, uh, Philip Moss, he's from Minnesota. He's he's going out there to race four fifty. So, him and his girlfriend are currently driving there now. So they're hauling oh, okay. a bike. So, so we're flying out there and doing that one. So. Good for you. Yeah, that's a long trip. So I was. Yeah, like getting the time off of work to drive all the way out there just that wouldn't have made sense so right. thankfully i uh it pays to have buddies so <laughs> yeah absolutely well hopefully uh we'll, we'll move up a couple spots and get some points and uh yeah i might have to look at your fantasy handicap this weekend and see what it looks like <laughs> yeah yeah i've actually my best ever outdoor result was from washougal so Ooh. hopefully hopefully we can beat that one so okay well that might be yeah that's something i'm gonna look at then for fantasy purposes zach very- yeah, I like that one, So, and we're feeling good. So, All right. Well, Zach, dude, thanks for having some time for us, man. You were a really great guest, and I apologize for not coming by Saturday. I got super – Cool guy, you? No, I didn't cool guy. I was just busy, man. It's, it get, yeah, you, I get, the day's busy, dude. Good, you man. know. All right. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Anytime, Zach. Well, good luck this weekend, and we'll be keeping an eye on you, man. Thank you. Heck, yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good – You too. See you, Zach. That was Zach Williams. Yeah, dude, I think I think he's I think he's going on my fantasy team. I like it. I like it too. Uh so what do you think? Who's the best guest of the night? Uh AP. AP is my boy. AP's You're my boy, your boy. AP. <laughs> I had Brian, to get Brian says he's sending me a hat. Brian, I have hats, bro. Uh, yeah, you should see the picture. Oh, let me see if I can pull it up on on camera. Yeah, my hair's jacked, dude. I gotta you know why, why are you making fun of people? You know that's not Oh, like, I can't do that? Okay. That's that's here, this is the is, this is the one that dark that uh, fully sent me. This is like some <laughs> flock of seagulls. Oh dude, the last like the, the literally the last like ten minutes of this yeah. chat is all about your hair. Hang on a second. Uh uh butthole making fun of my hair. What? Oh my goodness, yeah. So you can make fun of my voice, you can make fun of my questions, you can make fun of my height, my shirt size, but I say something about your your flock of seagulls hair and it's all over. I have never made fun of your voice. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I don't sound, I don't never said anything about me sounding like Mickey Mouse or nothing. <laughs> hey, 
Jillian uh, hey. did a great job on my hair. No, it looks good. It's just it's, funny. Yeah, because I just got out of the shower and I didn't fix it. It's all poofy. It's, it's all, all poofy. It's, it's all poofed. But full, <laughs> fully, I got a hat, bro. I got two hats, actually. One in the truck, one right here. And did you know how to put that thing on or what? I mean, do I know how? Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's, you seem to be struggling over there. Well, I'm trying to do a show while I'm trying to take all the stuff off the hat. Boom. Yeah, turn it around backwards so nobody can see the logo. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> wow scotty getting some zingers in tonight. oh yeah hey, man you know every dog has his day this is the grill your ass off second helping segment where scotty roasts me over the grill <laughs> yeah. with uh some grill I'll your ass you, off i'll put Ma some Ma maudus on you first Ma mm. okay well anything else before we go we do uh, have uh, just for those listening someone nope. said yo man don't hate on mickey mouse <laughs> No show next week, by the way, because I will be in California uh, learning what my role is with my new job. I will be on Pulp Monday night with Cade. Oh, that's going to be good. I'll check, it, be I'll fun. check that out. Um, yeah, hopefully I'll hold my own. Uh, Patreon.com, if you guys want to go to Patreon and support the show, it would mean a lot to us. You know, throw out five bucks a month, something like that. It would go a long way. Maybe you I could... Fully said that's not a title sponsor hat. It's it's a Cherbies. Maybe. Cherbies. A maybe, Cherbies. Yeah, maybe I could get something to fix my hair. Hang on. God dang, I'm turning around. I never wear a hat forward. I mean, you don't wear them like they're supposed to be worn. No, they look. I don't. I'm not a nerd. You totally. There you go, there you go fully. You you look very like SoCal. Oh yeah. Yeah. So our title sponsor, Cherries USA. You having a Cherries hat on? Yeah. I've uh, I've hats fully. You don't have to send me anything else. You send me stuff all the time. He says, "Love you, great show, dude. Thank you, fully. You're my boy. You look like Rob Deerdeck now. I have so much." A cherry stuff in a box over there. I cannot wait. Yeah, I've got cannot a whole. I've got a, for my forks to get. I've here got tomorrow. a box just like that, full of a cherry. Brian Foley's the man. Yeah, too bad you don't have a bike to ride because you blew it up. Yeah, well, too bad somebody won't help me out with parts for like they said they would. Why don't you text me during the day and say, "Hey, can you do this?" Well, you've been at your day job now that you're going to be a full time motor I guy. Know, I will. Do you have any idea how much crap I got going on? Yeah, every I know. Single day? That's why I don't want to text you and bother you. But if you text me, I'll be like, "Oh yeah," and I will call him. Right, right away. I'll, I just, I don't think about it. I'll text you on Thursday on your first official make, day as a moto guy. I have guy. to make lists of things to do during the day. I was like, oh, I got to call this person. I had to cancel my doctor's appointment for the fourth time. That was supposed to be next Friday, Monday, because I'm not going to, I don't know when my insurance goes into effect. I'm always making phone calls all day long. And all you want from me is more <laughs> you want free stuff or you want me to make calls. Why don't you call him? Oh, you can send me his number. I have. No, you sent me his email. Oh, that's right. I didn't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. Do we have anything else to talk about? Is there anything on YouTube <laughs> chat? Anybody think people want to talk about before we let let everybody go? It's been a great show with Aaron Plessinger, Damon Bradshaw, Zach Williams. I want to thank a Cherubies USA, Race Tech, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Grow Your Ass Off, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, Torque One Racing, R Jerky, Berm Lords Graphics, and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Guys, every week. Guys. guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey guys. Every week. Come I tell check you guys, out my show. It's on YouTube. The promo codes. I need you to use the promo codes. I need you to go to Grill Your Ass Off and order some stuff. Oh, by I, the way, I sent out the uh, queso today. That went out. Okay, the, the poster so, went out today. So, queso, okay, please so. use the codes. If you don't know the codes, email us, motoxpodshow at gmail.com. I'll get you a code. But support these guys. Go to Works Connection. Go to use Race Tech. What? Why are you laughing? <laughs> that was another hair joke. <laughs> you can tell Someone... in a minute. Our jerky. Hit those guys up. You know, the big ones, these title sponsors, 
we we need Brian Fullerton and Talon to not bail on us. We need hopefully a Cherubies will come on board with Vital and they could stay on board with the Moto X Pod show. We need them to stay Match with maker. us. That means you have to go buy stuff. Works Connection, X Brand, Fly Racing, Race Tech, Blood Lubricants. That's another one. I, I like my oil. I like them being on board. Moto X to save at Blood Lubricants. You need oil. You guys right. ride. You need oil. Are you putting them? I'm. I'm putting the on YouTube. I'm. I don't think I. Don't think I did it last week, but I've been putting the promo codes on the description of the YouTube page. Okay. So if cool, you cool. want to do that on the description of the other platforms, it I might help. I did on some yeah. of them, but there's only so much space you can put on there. But oh, on those, yeah. YouTube so, gives you pretty much. But unlimited. it's not that hard. You just got to email us, and I'll give you a code, or listen to the show, and I give the code sometimes yeah. when I remember. But just email me. It's not that hard. MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. Uh, so anything else, Scotty? Before we go. Uh, so, oh, sorry, that's me. Someone called you Poodle Poodle Side. <laughs> Who's that? They're blocked. <laughs> it was it was Sporting. Sporting Wood, you're out. You're out. <laughs> no, They're man, blocked. you're totally in, dude. Don't even worry about uh, it. Oh, and don't forget, I need some of this. The metallic plastic is going oh, strong at Cherubies USA. Yeah, yeah, you're like your shirt. The stuff looks bitching. It was on Doc's bike at Lakewood. The stuff looks good. You get the get the graphics with the metallic in it. And it really looks good. So go to your local dealership or go to cherubiesusa.com or wherever you buy your cherubies from, motorsport, whoever, uh, maybe not motor, I don't know. Whatever the whatever your ch- choice place to get a cherubies is, get the metallic plastic. Be the only dude at the track with the bling bling looking slick. It's shiny. It's, it's really, really cool. Like it kind of sounds, you might think oh, it sounds gimmicky, but it looks so good, dude. I'm telling you, I want, I want some on the blue crew. Uh, and if I get another bike, I'm definitely going to put the metallic on it. So I'll have multiple bikes. So metallic plastic from a Cherubies USA, support those guys, support our sponsors, patreon.com. If it suits you, because we like money, we like going to races. We like, maybe Scotty can get paid one day. I don't know. Like what? can pay his gas money at least. Yeah, I mean, right now that would, I would take it. Would you? Yeah. Would you? Wow. What a surprise. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking it. <laughs> All right, we're wrapping this uh, thing up. Yeah, well, I don't, I think I don't feel like being made fun someone of. Said, someone said it sounds like stepbrothers in here. All right, we're out. All right. <laughs>